Hey guys, I hope you're having a good day. What is a good day? A good day is when it starts and ends spending time with our wonderful Lord. We continue our meditation, the book of Jonah, studying Jonah's magnificent God. In chapter 4, we see how passionate and how loving he really is. God's love for me never changes, even when I am self-centered and choose not to love others with the same love that God loves me. In Jonah 4, beginning verse 10, this is what the Lord said to Jonah. You have had pity on the gourd for the which you did not labor, neither made it grow, which came up in the night and perished in the night. And should not I spare Nineveh, that great city wherein are more than six score thousand persons that cannot discern between their right hand and their left hand, and also much cattle? You know, when selfish people fall in love, they fall in love with themselves. It is obvious that Jonah just didn't get it. God clearly illustrated Jonah's selfish focus with a gourd plant, and Jonah still missed the point. Let's look closely at what God was saying to Jonah through his leafy illustration. The gourd was a small plant, but Nineveh was a great city in size and population. The Ninevites were eternal souls, but the gourd lasted only one night. The gourd was without a soul, but Nineveh had 120,000 small children who were not even old enough to discern between the right and left hands. Bible commentator John Butler said this, quote, Jonah's values were twisted. His affections were distorted and his sympathies were biased. His perspectives were all warped. You know, as we have seen over the past few weeks, Jonah had a very difficult time having any kind of love, pity, or sympathy for the people of Nineveh. Other than being known for their cruelty towards God's people in the past, we're not sure why Jonah seemed to hate them so. Hatred is a very destructive and blinding sin. Choosing not to love is more dangerous than most think. You know, the Ninevites repented and put their faith and trust in God. Jonah was violating Bible principles that were as old as Moses himself. What Moses commanded God's people in the Old Testament, which Jonah must have known, the Apostle John gives to us in his first epistle. So we see Jonah was without excuse, and so are we. Leviticus 19, Thou shalt not avenge nor bear any grudge against the children of thy people, but thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. I am the Lord. First John 2.10, He that loves his brother abides in the light. There's none occasion of stumbling in him. But he that hates his brother is in darkness, and walks in darkness, and knoweth not whither he goeth, because that darkness has blinded his eyes. How about First John 3.13, Marvel not, my brethren, if the world hate you. We know We have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. And then 1 John 4, 7, all the way to verse 12. Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God, and everyone that loves is born of God and knows God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. In this was manifested the love of God toward us, that because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him, here in his love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we are also to love one another. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwells in us, and his love is perfected in us. Okay, we should love others, parents, kids, spouse, friends, enemies, with the same love that God loves us. How much does God love us? Well, here we go. God loves us with an unconditional love. We never had to earn God's love. We couldn't. 
His love for us is not based on our performance or obedience. God commends his love toward us in that while we are yet sinners, Christ died for us. God loves us with an unquestioned love. Loving is giving. God gave the ultimate gift. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God loves us with an uninterrupted love. We have the confidence that there is absolutely nothing that can separate us from God's love. Paul said, I'm persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, principalities, nor powers, nor things present, things to come, nor height, depth, or any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. God loves us with an unselfish love. We are here on earth to serve, not to be served, to give, not to take. Ephesians 5 teaches us that the unselfish love that God has towards us, Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he may sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that should be holy and without blemish. God loves us with an unending love. God's love never, never, never quits. He does not get offended or upset and stop loving. I love what John 13 teaches us about our Lord's unending love. Now, before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world unto the Father, having loved his own which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. God loves us with an unconditional love, an unquestioned love, an uninterrupted love, an unselfish love, and an unending love. How wonderful it would be if we could learn to love others in the same way. Hey, our time's up. I hope you enjoyed this study. Isn't it great that God loves us so much? He really does. But he also made this day. So rejoice, be glad in it. And I hope that you have a good day.